All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, as always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is May 18th, 2023 and week 224. If you're new around here, welcome to Do In The Midst Of The Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus is the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we will be talking about living beneath our privileges. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Uh, We're going to look at a few things tonight, but before we do that, um, as we always do, we try to start out with a prayer because uh, we we always want to invite God's presence uh, into whatever it is that we're doing. So let's go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for being you. Uh, Lord, we thank you for how you continually show us love and compassion. Lord, we thank you for how uh, you care for us um, in a world where so many people uh, don't care about one another. Um, Lord, you care for us. And so, Lord, we thank you that you first showed us love uh, so that now we can show each other what true love actually is. Lord, we thank you for um, just giving us one another, giving us people uh, around us who you place in our life for a reason, uh, a reason for, uh, and that reason is to love them. So, Lord, we thank you just for love itself, uh, because that's that's the most important thing in this world, uh, because we know the scripture says God is love. Lord, we're praying for this Bible study tonight that your word would go forth, Lord, that we would decrease and only you would increase. Um, and Lord, we're praying that uh, you would just open our eyes, you would open our understanding, that we would uh, see new things in your word, Lord, that we would understand you just a little bit more. So Lord, we're praying all these blessings. We're praying that Uh, No matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your marvelous name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're talking about living beneath our privileges. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know if anybody out there feels that right now, you are living beneath your privileges. Um, I know uh, God has been good to us. God has blessed us uh, with so much. Um, and so I don't want this to seem as if uh, we're not thankful, we're not grateful for what God has did. But, you know, I, I've I've just continued to look around at, uh, my situation, my condition, um, the condition of the people around me, the condition of of all those around the church, um, and not just my own church, but just many different churches around the world. And I'm just looking at our situation and how uh, so many of us, we're struggling to pay bills. We're struggling to uh, have a decent riding car. We're struggling to um, pay for medicine. We're, we're, we're just struggling to do so many things. And so I began to, to 
just look at this and the the thing that comes to my mind is we're living beneath our privileges. We're 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 living um, lower than what God really has for us. Um, God desires a better life for us. Now, I'm by no means a prosperity preacher. However, the scripture does declare uh, that if we keep God's commandments, we will be prosperous. Um, and so you you can't help but to prosper when God is involved. And so uh, those of us, we've been in church for however long now. And so God is certainly involved in our life. But still, there's something wrong. We're, we're, we're still not quite where we should be. And so I want to look at a few things tonight uh, because I truly feel uh, that things don't have to be this way. Uh, it, our life does not have to go this way that is going right now. Um, and, and I know I, I was uh, talking, even talking to my wife earlier. I know God takes us through struggles, uh, every single one of us. Um, I, I know God causes us to have trials and tribulations. But you know what? Those trials should not last our entire life. We, we should not be struggling with certain things our entire struggling to, to find food to eat. We shouldn't have that struggle our entire life. Struggling on uh, having a place to stay. We shouldn't have that struggle our entire life. There's certain things that uh, we're just living beneath our privilege on. You know, the Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord's. Uh, the fullness thereof and all, all they that dwell therein. Everything belongs to God. Everything we see, uh, the grass, the trees, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, all these other planets that we know about, all these galaxies, whatever it is out there, all of this belongs to God. The, the, whatever buildings, I know we can say, well, that's in uh, this person's possession. Look, it still all belongs to God. It's on his land. All of these things belong to him. The cattle on a thousand hills, it all belongs to him. The oil, the, the, the diesel fuel, the petroleum, everything belongs to him. And so if it all belongs to our father, why, what's, what's, what's the problem here? What's the problem? Because I, I, I see how a loving parent uh, if you have a parent, uh, I know people know LeBron James because he's extremely famous and extremely popular. LeBron James is a very wealthy, rich man. Very rich man. And his children, they have profited from what LeBron James owns. And so when we look at our God, look, I don't care how rich LeBron is. God owns way more than him. The, whoever the richest person in the world is, our father owns more than him. Because all the stuff that they own belongs to our God. It might be in their possession, but it belongs to God. And so if we're serving him, 
Why is it that we can't even have a good running car? What's the problem here? Why is it that everything, the necessities of life, why is it that we're struggling to even get those? We can't even have a, a decent cell phone. What's the problem here? What's the problem? We're living beneath our privileges, the problem. We're living beneath our privileges. I want to look at some things here in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, Melvin, because the scriptures are going to declare this. I didn't come up with this on my own because I'm not that smart. But the scriptures will declare this. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, pick us up in verse 7 here. I have seen... I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Now, look at this verse here. The wisdom that Solomon has, he says in verse 7, I have seen the servants upon horses and the princes walking as servants upon the earth. Go back up. Go back up to verse five, because things are out of place. People who are princes, people who are, uh, I don't know. Uh, the Bible tells us we are uh, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We are children of the king. But you know what? Even though the king has all these things, the scripture here says, you know what I've seen in the earth? I've seen the people who are princes, the royal people, God's people, God's children. He said they're walking. They're struggling. They're, they're, they're not in the place that they should be. The roles are reversed. We're going clocking in. We're going punching the clock. And working, still working from check to check. We, we got to work two or three jobs because we're working from check to check. And God forbid we get sick. My God. God forbid any problems take place unexpectedly. All the little money that we just saved up is gone because we didn't have very much saved to begin with. I'm looking at this thing and I'm looking at the condition of the church. We're living beneath our privileges. Read, read up here, ma'am. Read up at verse uh, five. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun as an error which proceedeth from the ruler. Mm -hmm. Folly is set in great dignity and the rich sit in low place. The rich sit in low place. We are out of position. We are living beneath the privileges that God is giving to us. There's a problem here that Solomon recognized. He said the people who are supposed to be rich, they're in the low place. They're walking. They can't afford anything. Can't eat, can't sleep, can't do anything. There's a problem going on. And as I'm looking around our churches, there's an issue here. It should not be this way. The roles have reversed. Read verse 10 one more time for us, Melvin. Are we at 10 yet? 
No, we're back there seven. Drop back down. Or, yeah, verse seven, I'm sorry. I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. You know, all we're doing is serving someone else's goal, serving someone else's dream. Somebody else wants to be rich. And those of us who are God's children, all we're doing is serving. And those people have their foot on our, their feet, not just one foot. They've got their feet on our necks. While they're making millions, we're hoping to make a thousand. People have us right now. People are making millions of dollars in there. And you know what they got us wanting to make? Six figures. <laughs> My God. Our life goal is I want to make six figures. While the people we're going to make the six figures from, they're going to make millions. There's a problem going on with our thinking. The roles are God's people. He did not call us to be servants of the world. You know, when I think about the Egyptians, you know what they were down there doing? You had princes who were in a low place. These people, God's royal people, his holy people, in a low place, serving Pharaoh. And you know what? Even after God brought them out of Egypt, they said, man, it wasn't bad for us to go back down there with Pharaoh. We at least had melons. We had cucumbers. (laughs) My God, we had cantaloupes down there. We had avocados down there. We, we had all these things that we liked. He gave us a little bit of money. We can turn that money into a piece of fruit. We can go and buy a pizza from Domino's. Look, look at the life we're living right now and ask yourself, am I truly living the way God intended for me to live? I know, as I've said, I know we struggle. And God designed us to go through some struggles. But the way that we're struggling, this has been a lifelong struggle for us. Sometimes when we look at our condition, it looks like we're still in the same situation. Seems like things just are not getting better. We're living beneath our privileges. He said the rich, they're in a low place. We shouldn't be as low as we are on the totem pole. We shouldn't be. But we are. And so then he came down to verse seven. He said, the people who are supposed to be be the servants, look, they're the ones riding on horses. I, I, was look, I was looking at us as people. And our problem, one of our problems is we don't want to produce anything. We don't want to produce anything. All we're doing is consuming. We're, we're professional consumers. Look, we want, when it's time to eat something, you know, we say, man, <laughs> well, we wake up in the morning and we get hungry. Our stomach lets us know, look, you're hungry, fella. <laughs> when we get hungry, we say, man, sure want to go down to Waffle House. <laughs> I want to go to Big Bad Breakfast. I, I want to go to McDonald's. I want to go to uh, whatever bed and breakfast there is. We want that. When, it, when 12 o'clock rolls around, we said, man, I sure want some KFC. I want some Popeyes. I want 
Instead of us producing something, we're professional consumers. I'm not telling you it's wrong to go and eat at any place now. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying, but I'm saying we're in the condition that we're in because we're never producing anything. We're always consuming. When we get home, we're consuming someone else's energy. We're not, cons- we're not producing any energy. We're not producing any water, any fuel. We're producing all the things in our home. Somebody else produced for us. We've got a refrigerator. Somebody produced that for us. Somebody had to do this now. God didn't just pop this up out of thin air and say, hey, here's your refrigerator. Our freezer, our stove, somebody produced that. The place we have, the silverware, the forks, the microwave, somebody produced these things. The paint we're putting on the wall, somebody produced it. And so our problem is, we're instead of us wanting to produce something, I mean, even if it's just one thing, we're not producing anything. So our whole life, we become servants. When we're supposed to be the princes, when we're supposed to be the one that God exalted, that God gave so much wisdom and understanding. You know, Jesus, he even told his disciples, he said, you know what, the children of this world, they're, they're wiser than my people. The, the, the people of the world have learned, I've got to produce something. I've got to have some type of business going so that I'm not a servant. My entire life. The children of this world, Jesus confessed that. He said, look, they're wiser than my own people. Because us, all we want to do is allow someone else. Look, (laughs) we want us a nice G-Wagon. We want a nice BMW. We want a nice Mercedes. We want a nice uh, uh, Rolls Royce, a nice Tesla. We won't produce any of it, though. Somebody's going and producing those things and saying, you know what, man, look, once I create this, everybody's going to buy. We're going to make so many people rich because they're producing it all. What is it that we're going to produce for ourselves so that we can get back in the position that God called his people to be in? He told his children. When he brought them out of Egypt, he told them he's going to take them to a land that flowed with milk and honey. But you know what? It was way more in that land than just milk and honey. Look, it was oil in that land. There's fuel in that land. There's trees. You can make all types of things. You can use uh, the water and make electricity. There was so much in that land and still is. Look, all the food that we're eating. If we go up to McDonald's, get a hamburger. That stuff came from the land. Somebody produced it. I'm I'm, I'm putting this out there because us being the children of God, we must start to produce something. It doesn't have to be everything we own. I know that's unrealistic. But something we can produce, something God has blessed us to have knowledge and understanding. He's blessed us with the capacity to learn about it. And now he's telling us, he said, look, with the sweat on your brow, you can produce something. You can accomplish something. We don't have to continually be servants living beneath our privileges when we were called to be the princes. 
He told us we are a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. But we're right now in the wrong position. We're struggling. I was thinking about earlier. I've I've even seen growing up, I've seen this living in a place and water's falling all through the roof. Look, we're we're putting out pots. Look, we we go to the store and buy these pots for food to go in. We didn't know when we were buying them. (laughs) My God, we're going to catch water with these. We're struggling so many things. We're struggling with so many things. Living beneath our privilege. But you know what? The people we're buying these fancy cars from, look, they're not having leaks in their roof. And if they are, they're getting it fixed. But we are in the condition. We can't even get our roof fixed. We can't even get our car fixed. We can't get so many things that we need. Even just talking about our desires and wants, things that we even need. I've I've heard people talking about how they're making a decision on if they want to purchase their medicine or if they want to buy some food. Things that we need, we're struggling to get. See, I don't believe God wants us to be this way because the scripture here just told us, he said, the people who are supposed to be rich. Because we have God's knowledge. Who's richer than God's children? Who owns it all and who will give it all to us? Who's richer than us? And yet we're still in a low place. This is what Solomon said he's seen upon the earth. You know what? I want to go to one other place. Run over to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9. And I think. Verse 33. See, we're living beneath the privileges that God desires for us. Now, it's not about one person or one family. This is about us. I'm talking about us as a church, as the body of Christ. We ought to be much further up the road than what we are. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 33, I believe. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Go Neither- up. Go up to uh, 32. Start at 32 for me. Now, therefore, our God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God, who keep his covenant and mercy, let not all the trouble seem little before thee that have come upon us, on our kings, on our princes, and on our priests, and on our prophets, and on our fathers, and on all thy people since the time of the kings of Assyria unto this day. Drop down. Go ahead and read verse 33 again. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly. Now there's a problem going on. These people recognize that God had called them to be in a much better place than where they were. 
the rich were in a low place. The servants, the people who were supposed to be their servants, they were the ones serving them. The roles have been reversed. Same thing happened over here. Keep reading here for us, Mel. He'll he'll pull he'll bring this up. Neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor our fathers kept thy law, nor hearkened unto thy commandments and thy testimonies, wherewith thou didst testify against them. Mm-hmm. For they have not served thee in their kingdom, and in thy great goodness that thou gavest them, and in the large and fat land which thou gavest before them, neither turned they from their wicked works. Mm-hmm. Behold, we are servants this day, and for the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof and the good thereof, behold, we are servants in it. Living beneath their privileges. It's that the, the stuff that you gave us, being our father, the lands that you gave us, all the things that you blessed us with, we're now finding ourselves servants in this land. What has happened? They failed to do what God told them. We're in this condition today. Now it's time for us to wake up and recognize what God told us to do. We can have all these things that we so desperately need if we just line up and do it the way God said. Read that verse one more time for us, ma'am. Behold, we are servants this day. And for the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof and the good thereof, behold, we are servants in it. Mm -hmm. And it yielded much increase unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. It said, the land you blessed us with so that we can produce something, so that we can survive on our own. So that we can have an abundant life. He told us he would pour out blessings. Look, that we wouldn't even have room to receive. Pour them out from heaven. And so they're looking at what's happened to them now. And now they found out they're servants. When they are, they're in the role of servants, but they were actually the princes. They were actually God's royal people. And yet, the same land that God was going to turn over and had turned over to them, they found themselves servants in that land. This this is what's happening to us right now. This is what Jesus told us in one place. He said, in my father's house, look, it's many mansions. He said, I'm going to prepare a place that where I am, you may be also. He said he was going to prepare that stuff for us. And so in the, in the prayer, he said, um, let thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. If he's planning to turn over all these things to us up there, is he, doesn't that mean his will is to turn these things over to us down here? See, God wants to bless his people now. That's what he desires. But his people have to line up. See, they they made the confession. Look, we've been turned from our wicked ways. 
It's upon us. One of the prayers, you know, one of the things that's so wicked for us, and we don't see it this way. But we're going to move over, Melvin, in the, to the book of John. See, one of the things that's wicked, John chapter 17, verse 21, people don't realize us not being on one accord is wicked. That's not God's will for us. Once we can learn to come together, God's going to bless his people. See, he, he's not blessing us right now the way we should be blessed, the way he even wants to bless us because we're so divided. He said, how can a kingdom stand? Look, a house divided can't stand, a kingdom divided can't stand. We cannot stand right now. We cannot be blessed. God can't give us what he really wants to give us because we're so divided. We're fighting one another on every single thing. This is, this is why we're living beneath our privileges. This is the problem. Our own wicked ways. You know, Jesus prayed that God would make us one. That was his prayer. So we can stop living beneath our privileges in order for us to stop. We've got to become one. You know what? Right now, I, I was just telling my wife this um, earlier. Look, I, I don't care how much money God blesses me with in this life. Look, I can be a millionaire. And I can have all the nice things. I can have a nice pool at my house, a lake at my house. I've got the trees, the forest in the, at my land. I can have all the deer walking across my land. I can have the bricked-in mailbox, the chandeliers that <laughs> people have chandeliers that, that are so low, they're touching the table. I don't know how people eat like that. <laughs> I don't even know how they do it, mail. But I can have all these things, nice BMW outside, G-Wagon, $100,000 car outside. But you know what? If I, how can I live like this and go down to the church and preach to the people about love and preach to the people about how God's going to bless them? But I'm looking at people having leaks in their homes, water falling through the roof. They got to put on a rain jacket inside. People who can't keep their house warm, can't keep their house cool. People who can't, can't even afford to have a working vehicle. Got a car from 1988. Driving it around. I'm looking at the how can I be happy with myself and saying, God surely has blessed me and I'm living so good. I'm eating good. But the people that I'm going preaching to, they're living in reproach, living beneath their privilege. How can this be God's will? It's not. We have to come together as one. We've got to start looking out for each other, the wellness of the other person, the finances for the other person. This is what it's going to take. This is what it's going to take. Look at the prayer that Jesus prayed here. Um, let's see what he says now. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me 
and I in thee. Go to verse 20. I'm sorry, go to verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word, Mm -hmm. that they all may be one. He said, I'm I'm praying. You know this is serious. Look, you, you know this is serious. For Jesus to have to pray. Look, you have to pray for things when you need some help, when you need God's inter, uh, uh, when you need God to intervene, when you need an act of God. Look, it's going to take an act of God for us to come together because right now we're fighting about every small thing there is. I mean, we cannot stop bickering and fighting and fussing and arguing with one another. Look, I don't care if we're of the same race. I don't care if we're the same gender. I don't care if we're the same height. Whatever it is, we got the same eye color. We still, we can eat the same food, man, and people still fight one another. We can eat all the same food. We can watch all the same shows on TV. It's so hard for us, though, to get on the same page, to become one. But that's why we're living beneath our privileges. Because Jesus prayed that we would become one. See, there's power in being together. There's strength in numbers. Especially when God is involved. We know what happened back in the book of of Genesis at the Tower of Babel. When the people became one. See, look at the confession that God made when those people got together. He does not want us to continue to live like this. That, that's why th- this has been on my heart, because the more I look around, like God doesn't want us to live this way. He does not. Our lack of coming together, our lack of trying to help one another is causing us to live this way. This is not on God. This is on us. I know God might have taken us through some struggles, but now it's time for us to come out of these struggles. It's time for us to do something. We we must start to be producers. We, We have to start being a producer and produce something, whatever that thing is. We just cannot live our lives being total consumers. We'll continue to be servants. Because God said he was taking his people to a land that flowed with milk and honey so that they can get down there and do something. See, God is looking for his people to do something. Well, Jesus talked about the story of the talents. Now he gave, he distributed uh, people different amounts of talent. We know the story, five uh, I believe one was two or three, and then the other person was one. He gave those to us for us to go and produce something. He didn't want us to just go and, and hide it, go and just put it in the ground and do nothing with it. That's what that represented. He wanted them to go and produce something, go and use it. Look, God has given us so many abilities, so many gifts, so many talents. We're not using them. And so at what point will God's people 
come together. This is what Jesus prayed for. This lets me know this is a this is a hard thing for us to do. It's going to take an act of God. This lets me know that because Jesus had to pray for this. Jesus had to pray for this. I know Jesus went and prayed a lot. And it doesn't tell you a whole lot of what he was praying. Now, it tells us a few things. But for us to know this is what Jesus prayed for, this tells me it's going to take God to do this. For his people to come together because we're living beneath our privileges. He wants a better life for us. We do not have to continue to, to scrape and scrap. He doesn't want us to keep living like this. Begging for change, begging for money, look, trying to borrow money every time we look around. This is not what God wants from us, for us. I'm not saying we never should borrow any money, but I'm saying, look, it's a problem. If, if all the time we're having to borrow money, God doesn't want us to have to live this way. He has it all. He, he owns all the money in the world. And so you mean to tell me if my father is a billionaire, he's the richest person in the world, I've got to go and borrow money? Look, this cannot be the will of God. The rich are in a low place. The servants who should be walking, they're on horses. The princes, they're out walking. We are the royal people of God. We're out walking. While everyone else is riding by us, we're asking, hey, can you pick me up? This is us. We're in a low place. Living beneath our privileges in a land that God has promised to give us. Things that God promised to give us. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And here we are, still don't have these things. living beneath our privileges. So until we come together and become one, this problem is still going to happen. There's power in us coming together. There's so much power because God is behind. He said, where there are two or three gathered together in my name, he said, I'll be in the midst. He's showing us the power of oneness. He will, he will step in when two people get together. He said, it's going to take two of you now. When you two people decide to get together, I'm not talking about a marriage. I'm talking about us in the body of Christ. When we decide to come together, there's nothing that can stop us. Run over before we get out of here tonight, man. Run over to the book of Genesis. See, there, there's nothing... Anyone can do to stop us. We're, we're, we're so afraid in life uh, to, to start new things because we're so worried about uh, things failing. We're so concerned about failing. And uh, I've even been talked to about things being dangerous. Look, what is it that God can't keep us through? Look, God is a doctor. He's our lawyer. He's a teacher. He's everything we need in life. Look, he's a keeper. 
He said, if a man's ways please him, Lord, I thank you. If a man's ways please him, he said, he'll make even his enemies be at peace. We don't have to worry about death if we're pleasing God. Now, that doesn't mean we won't eventually die. But we're so afraid of, we're so afraid in life of failure. We're afraid we're going to die if we do this. We're afraid we're going to die if we do that. We're living beneath our privileges. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, but of confidence, but of faith and hope in him. We got to get together and become one. We've got to become one. Regardless of what issues we have with other people. At what point can we look beyond that and say, this is still my brother or sister in Christ, regardless of what they did, regardless of what they said or did that I didn't agree with. When can we put that to the side? And become one because there's nothing that anybody can do to stop us. Once we get that mindset in the book of Genesis, um, I think that's where we at chapter. Let me see here. Is it seven? No. Eleven. Genesis eleven. Verse one. Uh let's run down to verse four. And they said, Go, go to. Let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. You know, these people had a mind to be a producer. They got together and they said, let's do something. Whatever we're doing right now is not working. We, we can live better than this if we would get together and do something. They said, look, man, let's get some bricks. Let's get some mortar. Let's do something. Let's build something. Let's engineer something. We just have to get to work. We've got to come together. We can accomplish so much more if the people in the body of Christ would come together. If we can just become one, we can accomplish so much. But as long as we're fighting over every little thing, you know, sometimes I'll see kids. <laughs> you can have a kid, a child who has so many toys. I mean, they have hundreds of toys. And you know what? They'll fight over one of them. They've got hundreds of them now. And they'll fight over one. You know, this is what we're doing with each other. God has so much to give us, and we'll fight over one thing. But we'll fight over a $100 bill. Oh, that was my $100 bill. I can't believe they took. 
look we're fighting over 100 dollars bill. Do we not realize how much more God has to fight you over there? Look, we can fight over a thousand dollars. Do you not realize how many more thousands of dollars God has? We'll fight each other over the smallest thing. We're just like those children fighting over a toy, and they got hundreds of toys in the room, and they'll fight over one of them. And you know what? When they see the other kid pick up a different toy, they get mad about that one too. This is just in us. We're desiring what the other person has. We cannot learn how to work together, how to share, how to show love, how to be one. We haven't learned how to do that yet. So these people, they said, man, let's get to work. Go ahead, read for us, Mary. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. See? Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. God said there's nothing that can stop them. If they keep this attitude, if they keep this frame of thinking where they're saying, hey, look, pass me that over there and I'll pass you this. Hey, let's let's do this job. Let's get this done. Let's work together. If they continue doing that, God said there's nothing that's going to stop these people. Right now, there's nothing stopping us. We're, we're, we're looking around on TV and people are millionaires and this, that, and the other. There's nothing stopping you and I from doing that other than the fact that we won't come together. Because when you have something, my eyes are looking, how can I get that for me? Look, we're, we're, we can't wait till somebody turns around, turns their back. We're ready to steal something from them. This is why we can't get anywhere in life. Because we have not learned how to come together and become one. To put each other's best interests at heart. To put the health of someone else. The prosperity of someone else. The only person we want to see prosper is us. Mama, dad, sister, brother, kids. Maybe my cousin. Maybe my, my uncle. Maybe. They are maybe. This is how we are. This is us as people. So until we learn to get together and work towards something, this is what God blessed us to be able to do. So Jesus prayed. He said, Lord, make them one. It's going to take an act of God. No law can do this. I don't care what they put uh, through Congress, through a majority vote. No law can do this. It's going to take God. And so we have an example of the people getting together, doing what God had to come down and look at that tower they built. God looked at the tower that they built. He said, man, my God, these people are one. Look at the thing that they created. So you know what? He's looking for his church, his people to do something. See, we can make an impact on our communities. We can make an impact on the world if we would just come together. But I'm praying to God that we'll do it. 
because we should not have to live like this. I, I don't care. As I said, I don't care how much I have. I don't care how much God blesses me with. I cannot be happy to see the people around me struggle. Especially those people in the church. Now the Bible tells us the poor will always have. So I understand there's always going to be someone poor, but it doesn't have to be us. The book said there's always going to be someone poor. The poor you have always, but it does not have to be you. It doesn't have to be us, but we've got to keep God first. I'm not trying to get you to put money first because that's when we're not one. If money is the number one goal, we are not on the same page. God has to be the number one goal. But God is love. And so for me to have this worldly good and to see my brother and sister struggle and shut up my bowels of compassion against them, he said, look, where, where dwells the love of God? How's the love of God in me? If I'm going and I'm in my pool every day, I just get home, get in the pool, and it's a pool coming inside of somebody's house. Where's the love of God in that? So God bless you guys. I pray that we will become one. We will start to have some compassion, have some desire to want to be able to help the people around us. But it's got to start with us getting up. We've got to do something. So God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. Thank you, Minister. Good message. As always, uh, we have a few comments. Um, I see Kiara's tagging people, so thank you for helping spread the word. David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope you are having a great day in the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving me another day. And as I always say at the beginning of the live stream, I'm always grateful for another day because we never know when is our time not to make the wake-up list. Um, David says, also says, in all honesty, we are probably we are probably, oh, we probably all fall short at times living where we need to be in the Lord Jesus. And yes, I'm including myself in this statement. And yes, we definitely all do fall short. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And some people will look at that as an excuse to continue sinning. But we we, we, we are human. We're going to mess up sometimes, but it is what we do after we mess up that Counts. Um, he also said, this is not the Lord's will for us to be struggling. Uh, I'm assuming that's what he means by that, to always be having in need. All of our needs should be met. And that is um, great, exceedingly more true when we are together. Um, he says he wants us to prosper in him and in his purpose for us. And that's what we need to prioritize his will for us over our will. Because um, uh, one artist said, Lord, I'm afraid to do things without you because I'm afraid that I might succeed. And so we definitely should want to stay in the will of God because he knows better than all of us. Um, Sister Cynthia um, says, all right now, and tagging other people. So um, thank you for helping spread the Lord. Um, Casey says, praise the Lord, brothers. The devil hates unity. And that he does. And one example is um, in this 11th chapter of the book of Genesis, working together. We've had other messages um, about working together. Uh, one is called Working Together, and the other one is called Consider Being Together. I've tagged, uh, I've linked both of those in the comments um, below. And also, I linked Setback, Success, and Surrender. And we also had a Bible study some years ago 
called Leaving Egypt Today, where we looked at the people that were in captivity and Moses was tasked with bringing the children of Israel out into that land that flows with milk and honey. And we saw how those children reacted and murmuring against Moses and Aaron. They actually wanted to go back into captivity. And God wants so much better for us. I'm reminded of a picture that I saw a while ago. Um, It was an illustration of a little girl holding a, a small teddy bear. And Jesus was asking for the teddy bear. And he was saying, just give it to me. And she was crying and she was saying, but I love it, Jesus, I love it. And behind his back, he had this huge teddy bear, so much bigger, looked so much better. And that's, you know, just a small example of he wants better for us. He has better for us, but we just have to trust him with it. There's a lot of different reasons why we don't want to be in his will. Um, I'm reminded of a great preacher. He said, when it comes to living for God, a lot of people look at what they have to lose instead of what they have to gain, you know. People don't want to give up that sin, this sin, or they don't even see what's the problem with it. That's all stuff that we can lose. But what we, what we have to gain is far greater than that. We have to, what we have to gain is eternal life, eternal salvation. And that's greatly outweighs anything on this earth that we have to lose and working together. And that's how we can achieve it. Even with small tasks, if you have a big bucket of rocks you need to move for whatever reason, if you try to get it by yourself, it's a struggle. Even just one more person, that thing seems light as light as feathers. So just imagine so many different people all having the same mindset, the same goal, working together, not caring. There's no big eyes and there are no little U's, but we're steady trying to get it for our own selves. I'm reminded of a place in, in Haggai. I think that's how you say it. They said, we're tasting wages and putting them in bags filled with holes. The more we get, it seems like the more we lose. Another place that says, you're doing all this. You drink, but you're still thirsty. You eat, but you're still in hunger. So we have to come together. We have to trust and have faith in God that what he has for us is better than what we have, is better than what we want for ourselves. So that's all that I have to add. I see that those are all the comments. Um, Please check out those other Bible studies. They're greatly important. Um, One of them we had almost four years ago, but the word is still true. It still stands the same. It's the same as it was yesterday, today, and forevermore. God is an uh, God is an unchanging God. So that's all that I have to add. Um, as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Central Standard Time. It's always a good message. We would love to see you guys there. And um, I, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, counted all joy. And once again, counted all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys the next time. Thank you once again for tuning in.
Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.